Hi guys, I know you're wondering who this is, where's Kennedy, but it's Kiosha O'Shea and I'm here taking over and leading this episode, this quick brief episode um, here at the Aspiring Polymath Podcast. So I would like to introduce my girl, Kirsten Mans. She's here. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have waited. I'm gonna no, go, go off, sis. Go off. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we have the host himself who's cruising today, Kennedy. Cruising. Why <laughs> <laughs> cruising? Several rounds. Cruising, that's a good thing. You you're getting you're being able to like rest for this episode oh, okay okay i see what you're over the yeah yeah i think okay makes sense makes sense you have a really good podcast voice oh thank you i thank can't you. wait to hear it yeah <laughs> thank you i'm trying it out here i may be a guest again one of these days you guys never know yeah you're um, gonna run me out of business Kiosha. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna be like where's that girl like yeah but um yeah what y'all y'all got drinks with y'all tonight uh not yet no drinks yet i don't have a drink yet i'm drinking on some lovely water but cursing so mm-hmm. good Sorry, I'm drinking for all of us right now, and I'll take us all out for drinks after this. Yay! <laughs> okay, okay. After this hard work on this Wait, you, you, you can't just say stuff like that. Are you serious? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you? You're not in Dallas right now, are you? When I drive into town, I'll, drinks on me. I'll buy a round of drinks. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Which is hopefully soon, in a few weeks or so, so... Okay, Okay. Okay. so speaking of drinks, though, I guess I'll segue that into some more drink conversation. What's your favorite type of wine? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say favorite type of alcohol, but okay, that works too. (laughs) My favorite type of wine is, it goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's Pinot Noir and sometimes it's Cabernet. Mm Mm-hmm goes back and forth right now i'm kind of in a pinot noir kind of mood yeah i like both of those what about you Chris? um right now my favorite wine is a nice cab i've been picking that up at the grocery store pretty often um but i mean i do appreciate a nice pinot so but right now in the season it's a cab cabinet for sure I think for me, I've really been turned up off the rosé these days. And I don't even, I didn't care for rosé before until I tried, It's I think it's called, or how you pronounce it, it's Corte de Rosas, something like that. has a rose engraved on the bottom of the bottle. And that's such a feel-good wine. It just makes you feel so happy, whereas I can drink my typical dry red and my Merlot or my Cabernet and enjoy that and feel soothed and want to just relax. But this one is like feel-good wine. Like you get happy. You want to dance around, enjoy life. So (laughs) so I really like that wine. 
going into the new year, I'm going to make sure I have a few bottles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I have a few bottles of that wine. Something I've, been, something I've been doing a lot lately is like, I'll get a Pinot Noir or Cabernet or maybe even Merlot, and I'll get um, one or two bottles of, uh, what's it called? Oh my God, my brain just went blank. What is that sweet wine called? The white white wine that's sweet. Moscato. Yes, I would get a bottle of red Moscato, and I would mix that. I would mix that with my Cabernet to taste, basically, depending on how sweet I wanted it to be that that day. I don't like wine that's too sweet, so I would just maybe like seventy percent Cabernet and thirty percent red Moscato or something like that, and it would be like a perfect tinge just that little tinge of sweet in there yeah. and it gives you a little bit of that feel good thing too whereas usually when i drink cabernets i'm thinking about the future and what will become of the human I race <laughs> I honestly, honestly. like it makes me really really melancholic when i drink <laughs> red wine dry reds usually <laughs> Oh, I, I I can definitely relate to that feeling. Yeah. Definitely. But spicing it up is always good. I'm going to have to try that one. Me too. It sounds like. That sounds like a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mix, our mixologist over here putting us on. Yeah. It's oh. a habit I picked up after I took this wine class. Um, it's at this place in Grapevine. It's called Wine Fusion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like three things in one. It's a wine class. It's a wine tasting session, and you also get to make your own bottle of wine and take it home. What? So, I to go there. Yeah, it's really cool. I went there for a friend's birthday like two years ago. So what happens is at first, like they give you a taste of different kinds of wine, whites, reds. Um, they give you a history of the wines, maybe where they're from, where, the region, how that affects the taste of the wine, um, the vintage um what year was made in, what happened that year. Maybe there was a wildfire in in um, Napa Valley that year in California and it affects the taste of the wine or some something, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they give you a really good overview of how wines work. And, uh-oh, what's going on? I can't hear. Okay. The, the background's not window for a while. But, yeah, they give you an overview of how wines work typically and how mixes work. Like, a lot of the time, you go to the grocery store and you buy a red blend or something and you don't actually know what's in there. And maybe maybe it's like a Merlot, but they mix like 20% Shiraz or Malbec or something else in there. So they you really get you to get a taste of what different kinds of wines taste like. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You start to learn what Merlot tastes like by itself, what Malbec tastes like. And one thing I learned there also is a lot of um, wine wineries will mix... Like, have you ever tried like yellowtail Merlot and Burgundy yeah. Merlot and realized that they taste a little bit different? Mm-hmm. And I never knew why. I always assumed it was just because of the vintage and maybe where the wine was grown or something. But apparently, some wineries will mix their wine a little bit. So it, even though it says Merlot, it might not be like a hundred percent Merlot. And I hope my wine teacher will approve. Maybe I hope I haven't forgotten a couple things here, but. <laughs> They mix, they mix their wine a little bit, basically. And that's what got me thinking, hmm, maybe you can mix in other ways. And even at the class, when you mix your own wine, when you make your own wine to take home, you choose, they give you an option to choose three types of wine. 
that you mix into your bottle, like up to three. You don't have to do three. You can do just one. You can do two if you want. And um, they give you the option of three, basically. And you pick what percentages you want. So I think my wine was, uh, I think my wine was like maybe 60% Cabernet, 20% Malbec, and 20% um, um, Moscato. I think that was what my mix was. So depending on how sweet you wanted, what kind of flavors you wanted, you get to pick your own mix and then they'll put in a bottle for you and they'll cork the bottle too. And you get to design like, a, what's it called? A label? The, yeah, the label for the wine. You get to design the label for the wine and slap it on there too. It's really cool. Wow. This is the ultimate wine experience. That's what I'm yes. My question is to that. Do they tell you what's the percentage of your wine, as in the alcohol content? Because that's what I'm gonna need to know. Is it fourteen? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I think I might have asked that question. The teacher can probably estimate, yeah. but figuring out the exact percentage—that's a—that's a chemistry experiment, right there. Figuring out the exact yeah. experiment, that percentage, but you can probably guess. That with that kind of mix, sixty percent cab, twenty percent Malbec, twenty percent Moscato. My guess is that kind of wine would be at least twelve percent, twelve or thirteen percent. Mm-hmm. Most most cabs I find are about fourteen percent. Yeah, uh, maybe even more than thirteen, maybe like thirteen point five or something. Because I find um, red Moscato typically is like either twelve or like thirteen, or I've seen one that's even maybe even thirteen point five. Depending on what the mixture is, but yeah, you can typically guess it's going to be in that range. It's not going to be anything less than twelve with that kind of mixture. Now, yeah. some people had like sixty percent Moscato in there, and that's like a whole a whole lot more white wine. So the alcohol content is going to drop a little bit. But it's a, it's a, unless you're a chemist, that's just a guess, really. <laughs> so then, my next question is: This is random, by the way. We're just talking randomly here, you guys. Um, what are you looking for coming into this, looking forward to coming into this new year? Do you have any specific plans or any specific things that you're looking for at this new year? I'm looking forward to traveling safely, of course, but I'm so ready to escape. But uh, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, a few friends have some trips planned, so that's really nice. Yeah, and then I'm looking to plan my own. But are we going to Asia again? <laughs> maybe are you going to Asia? No, I don't think so. in Thailand. You never. Yeah, know. maybe out of the country for sure. Okay. Okay. And then a few experiences in the woods by the lake too. So. We'll get a nice mix of it all next like, year. Okay. Bears, oh my. <laughs> yeah, I was, was kind of... I, I, I wasn't sure where you were going with that at first. You had me in the first half. A few experiences in the woods. <laughs> listen, listen. Some glamping is going to be happening. For uh, the normal people out there, I'm guessing glamping is glamorous camping. Yes. Exactly. Okay. There we go. We may roast some marshmallows by the fire, but you know, we'll we still go. do that in cute pajamas. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. And when you're done, you go in the cabin and plug your iPhone in the yeah. wall. <laughs> <laughs> Our yeah, yeah. cabin with the fireplace. 
there we go. Yeah, travel is definitely on top of my list. And something else I've been trying to do for like two years now, um, going on a hunting trip. Mm-hmm. That's definitely on my list. Camping slash hunting trip. Um, maybe in Oklahoma or Arkansas or something. Oh. So or East Texas. I know somebody that's out there. What's in season? With the Say again? I said, what would you do with the meat that you hunt? Will you take it home to eat? Or is it, are you okay. okay, good. Not even take it home. Like, well, maybe take some home, but I'm thinking we'll cook most of it there. Okay. Well, depending on how many deer or whatever we shoot. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just gave away my plan. Deer is deer. <laughs> That's my primary. I already <laughs> that. I figured that, but... Don't be hunting the poor animals just for sport. Eat them. No, no, no. That's that to me. That's just rubbish. I don't. I don't know why people do that. It's yeah, yeah. Just go play. Uh, even like catch and release. I've never understood. Like, why are you bothering the poor fish if you're yeah. not even? <laughs> I just wanna. You're not even it, like. like really though, just let them fish, uh, flip around on the dock for a second, then you throw them back in the water. Why do you even do that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've never understood that. But yeah, if you're hunting deer, like, why not even like, okay, you already shot the deer. Why would you not just go ahead and eat yeah. the meat? Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Have you ever had deer meat before? It is amazing. Really? Amazing. Really? You felt like, I had it when I was younger, but I didn't feel like it was amazing. It just felt it's normal. Amazing. Or it's it tasted normal. I don't know. I have to revisit. I'm gonna have to. Venison, venison is amazing. I went to this couple's um home one day, like with a group of friends, and they had some they had some food laid out. I guess they were expecting guests or something. They had some food laid out. They had some crackers, some cheese, and they had some little strips of venison out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of made like cracker sandwiches with them with the cheese. It was divine to say the least. They said um, they have. They have land out in East Texas or something, and that's where they hunt. They hunt deer there, and they bring the meat back, and they carve up the meat to into different things like sausage and yeah, strips. girl. Yeah. I couldn't be a I couldn't be a part of that process. You just why not to bring it to me? Yeah, I don't want to see why? it. I don't even want to. I don't know if I can kill a deer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> The process seems so gruesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess it depends on your point of view, like where you're coming from. Like growing up, I've seen, I don't know, I can't tell you how many rams, goats, cows, chickens I've seen killed, like probably in the hundreds. And I'm not even kidding. So to me, it's normal. Like, normal. I mean, where do people think their meat in the grocery store comes from? Like, I I don't (laughs) know. Having to actually do it yourself, like take out the guts and stuff. I can't even do a fish. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I can't even gut a fish. So I'm gonna need Tom Thumb or whoever to have it already pre gutted and everything else. Yeah. I've but, done fish myself, but I haven't done goat, ram, or cow myself. I've, I've, I've done fish myself, I've done chicken myself. But I mean, I've seen I've seen those others done like 
dozens of times. Like if I just saw somebody do it again tomorrow, I'd probably be able to do it because I haven't seen it in years. It's probably been like 10 years since I've seen somebody do that. So I would need like a little refresher. But if I saw somebody do it again, like right in front of me, I'd be able to do it right after. But it's really not that it's really not that difficult as long as you know what to do. Yeah. Um probably the most important part is knowing what to eat and what not to eat mm-hmm. and knowing how to kill the animal and how to get all the guts and stuff out um sometimes you could do it wrong and maybe the um the wrong organ bursts or something and spoils the meat or if you kill the animal while it's afraid it releases all these weird chemicals into the meat and everything it's that's just bad for the meat and the animal really but apart from that it's not really a huge deal especially with like fish like depending on who you are there's some parts of fish that people don't eat like they know mm-hmm. people know what to take out and what not to that's really the important part the probably things that people learn from trial and error <laughs> i imagine the first caveman uh, gutting a fish and uh after a bad bout of diarrhea he figures out okay i should probably take some of this stuff out next time <laughs> <laughs> you see what i learned i cooked my first whole fish like a month or two ago, I cooked my first whole fish. It was a red snapper, two pounds. Mm-hmm. And I had it, it was pre-gutted and everything, but the head was still on. Okay. Um, maybe the part towards the head was a little thicker because that's the part for me. I was like, next time the head needs to go because that's the part. What? For me. No. It tastes like a little bit more fishier like the meat was done but it was just a little bit more of a fishier taste and i hate a fish to taste like oh no okay. what I do you mean <laughs> what do you want the fish to taste like <laughs> i want it to taste like just like chicken yeah <laughs> but with a more delicate a more delicate taste. yeah but I, I don't want it to taste fresh out the ocean that's why i cannot do mu- what you call them thing mussels Oysters. Have you ever had oysters before? I've had oysters. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> um, I won't say terrible. It's weird for sure. It's, it's very chewy, like a I don't have a problem with the texture. It's just the taste is the taste is a little bit weird for me. Mm-hmm. I've had oysters two or three times. My experience with oysters, I had oysters for the first time maybe a month ago. And I had them cooked on a plate and I had them fried because I wasn't sure what I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I tried one. It was like regularly cooked. It wasn't um, fried or anything, but I tried one off the plate and it was just the texture was enough for me. Very much like a, oh, no. like a squishy <laughs> taste, not even squishy. It's like you bite into it and it's almost like spongy. You but ain't seen nothing fun. yet, Kiyosha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and that also was the same texture for the fried one, but then it also had like this dirty, poopy flavor, seawater <laughs> flavor. The, the seawater part is what yeah. I don't like, actually. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. very, very but, Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, I've never no way. <laughs> not you, not you locating where the fish is from. Yeah, the Galveston Beach is what I'm saying. Very Oh no, no. What the hell? 
I've I've never actually had cooked lobster. Uh cooked oyster, I mean. It's like, very the two or three times we tried it. It wasn't I don't think it was cooked or fried, unless I'm mistaken. Like it was just like straight off the ice oyster. I, I think I And my first time was in New Orleans last year. Yeah. Like if you don't if you already don't like the cooks, I would advise you not to eat raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't like the cooked version, you're gonna hate the raw ones even more. Yeah, aren't you just supposed to swallow it though? Like yeah, you just, you just gonna slurp it. Yeah. Well, I, I like to use a spoon. I like to use a spoon to get it out, but you're just gonna slurp it. It's and I, I was in New Orleans, so I was like, okay, I'm here. I can't. I mean, if I was ever gonna try oysters, it's not. <laughs> It's now or never, so I tried it, and since then I've had it two more times. Each time I have it, it tastes a little bit better. The seawater thing is still a no-no for me, but every time I have it, it tastes—I guess it's an acquired taste—tastes a little bit better. Um, plus, it does have certain other effects. Wink, wink. What's the other effects that it has? The I'll let you figure those out. Aphrodisiac. Oh, is it aphrodisiac? <laughs> yes. yes, it is a very famous aphrodisiac. So aphrodisiac heighten your sex drive or like your okay. Mm-hmm. I know that yeah. I've heard that asparagus as well is one of really. Them. I didn't know that. I've heard that of explains that. a lot. I eat a lot of I, I eat a lot of asparagus when I go out. Like usually my token um, vegetable when I go out and I have steak is asparagus. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't know it. I knew I knew it was a, I, I know it's a diuretic I think, but I didn't know it was an aphrodisiac. I'm looking at now, and it's artichokes, asparagus, chocolate, figs, oysters, spicy chili peppers, strawberry, watermelon. Whoa. Watermelon. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Aphrodisiacs. Wow, I didn't know. I, I love asparagus as well. Like, I'll get that any and every time. But I didn't know that until um a friend told me about asparagus i definitely didn't know that about oysters so i'm very yeah. shocked i guess i will never experience that side of high oysters are famous for that <laughs> yeah i well, guess that's why strawberries are so famous on valentine's day <laughs> maybe 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 that's where that maybe that's where that comes from and they always and you put chocolate on them yes, too. Chocolate I they always treat it as like the love fruit, like this romantic yeah. thing. Why is it so romantic? Yeah. But now we know. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of strawberries, actually. I think I don't know. I like strawberries, but they they're very low on my list of fruits. Mm, they spoil really fast. Like it's hard yeah. to find one that has all good strawberries like a pack with all good strawberries yeah strawberries are like maybe like i don't even know they'd probably be like number 20 on my list or something dang they weigh they're really low they're really low yeah if i have strawberries they have to be tart they cannot be i don't like sweet strawberries they have to have like that kind of tart kind of flavor to them because then i know that they're they're just fresh and they're not going bad anytime soon they taste good mm. with sweet stuff added to it like chocolate. i don't like tart strawberries love it mm. That's key. I, pre- I prefer sweet strawberries i think me too and i don't eat them with anything else the idea of strawberries with chocolate just i don't know have you ever tried it that's the question I- I don't, I'll never eat a fruit with something else that's sweet. I'm just never going to do it. It's just popping. A, it is popping. The, the, the thought of it already turned my stomach. 
it's not about the taste. It's not it's it's not that I doubt that. Of course, it's gonna be sweet. You put chocolate and strawberries. Of course, it's gonna be sweet. It's what it's what's gonna happen in my stomach after. <laughs> I'm afraid of like, stuff like that. Just the idea of stuff like that just makes me nauseous. Like, why would I put? Yeah, no. I feel like the the fruit should already be sweet. Like, I'm not gonna. So, have you given a goosey and jollof rice a try? Jesus, please never speak of such things again. (laughs) Please, 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 please. So, you would never try it? That is is an abomination that should never see the light of day. It is mine. I'm fine. Yeah. It's the one, and it ain't number two. Not everything that tastes good should be done. (laughs) (laughs) Why not if it tastes good? (laughs) Not all that glitters is gold. (laughs) That's the whole combination, though. Goosey belongs with pounded yam. That's it. I'm just getting into pounded yam again. I tried it for the first time. I didn't really like it. Now, years later, I'm eating my goosey with pounded yam now instead of the rice. And I'm loving it. The thing is, what you're eating is not actually pounded yam. Mm-hmm. That's It's it's supposed to be pound, It's yam flour, basically, that you're eating. Yeah. And they, they make it into this thing that you can coagulate into something that looks like pounded yam. Mm-hmm. But pounded yam is actually like You'd boil yam and actually pound it into shape, and it tastes so much better. Really? Trust me, it tastes a lot. It tastes a lot better than that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is a decent substitute because we're here. It's hard to get good yam. Yeah. Whatever we'll we'll use it as a substitute, but it's not. It does not compare it to the real thing that was actually meant to be eaten <laughs> with the goosey. So. When you ever, when, whenever you come to Nigeria, you have real pounded yam. Probably. You will understand. You will understand why. You understand why. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, we have about, I think, about eight minutes here. Time is flying. Jeez. What have we talked about? Nothing. <laughs> We've talked about wine. We've talked about hunting and gutting animals. <laughs> Talked about pounded yam, you know. Yeah, a, a few things. So how, how do you guys feel about what? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. How do you guys feel about women owning firearms? They need them. <laughs> they need them. Yes. We need them. I said they like I'm not a woman. I yeah. Want so I want one. When are, you, when are you getting yours? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I was talking to my dad and he was so worried about me getting a gun. But I told him, like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to just go to the classes because he thinks I'm just going to be so jumpy with it. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going to go to train and actually because I feel like it's necessary to have one. It's necessary. With all the crazy stuff that's happening in this world and the people who are losing their minds, like, yeah. Sure. There's this uh there's this video I saw with this guy like this lady was coming back home and like at the top of the stairs to her apart her apartment there was a guy standing there that was telling her like no n word whatever allowed here like he doesn't want n word people on his property yeah yeah and this guy pulls out a chainsaw and starts chasing this woman around the apartment complex where she lived like she yeah yeah. 
And luckily for her, she she had a gun and she was able to pull out the gun and pop a couple rounds <laughs> inside of him. And the crazy thing is he kept chasing her. He kept chasing her for like a couple, I think she said a few minutes until he realized that he was bleeding and he had been shot. I think he maybe he was in shock or something and or maybe he was on drugs. I don't know. And he didn't realize that he was shot earlier. So when he realized that he had been shot, then he ran off. Like imagine what that story would sound like if she wasn't armed. Like that would be that would be a horror story. That would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre all Honestly. over again. Honestly. But I was so happy to hear that it ended in a in a good way for her. I'm yeah, it could have ended so much worse. If she didn't have a gun, yeah. we probably would have heard, heard her story on the news. Yeah. Instead of an Instagram. Yeah, I haven't heard that story, but it's definitely crazy how stuff be happening like and it, it shows you the importance of women owning and being able knowing how to protect themselves yeah. mm-hmm. really not just women like just people in general, yeah, in general. people in general really in general. It's just, I, I only said women because uh, very often a lot of women feel like they don't want to get firearms maybe because they're afraid of them or Mm-hmm. I don't know what whatever reason, but a lot of women seem to be afraid of the idea of even going to a gun range, not to mention yeah. owning one. I feel like some women are, um, they have the idea ingrained that men are supposed to protect them. But I think as we become more independent, like these days, it's definitely um, time for us to just learn how to protect ourselves. Period. Yeah. So I've listened. <laughs> Light <laughs> somebody up for sure. Don't play with me. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with the first thought, but it's there's like, nothing wrong with men protecting us. No, no, no. Let's yeah, yeah. Say that. At some point, you're you're gonna be by yourself. At some yeah, point. you can't always be with someone. Exactly. Else. You're gonna be yeah. by yourself at some point, and yeah. So uh, funny, you- funny thing about the way life works is at moments like that, that stuff like that is gonna happen. It's when you least expect it that things like that will happen, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to protect yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I definitely don't want to be caught lacking or flipping. Especially you, Kirsten. <laughs> what is that? You live, you live prairie, prairie view by yourself. <laughs> Listen, I do. Right, that place looks a little bit creepy. When a little bit creepy. <laughs> 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 I don't know. No, I know most of the people, but we do get, you know, headlines of, oh, strange guy was on campus yesterday trying to lure in young girls to his car. So it's something that I'm trying to be aware of for sure. Yeah. Don't follow the candy, Kirsten. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely had an incident like that, like a couple of days ago with someone on campus. He actually, the guy actually slashed my roommate's cousins all for her tires he was looking wow. for drugs or something like that and they told him they didn't have them but apparently the cops said that he was a mental patient but they couldn't catch him for some reason they had the, the girl had pointed him in the pointed the cops in the direction that he was and they couldn't catch him so but he came back slashed her tires when she woke up to go to work the next morning it was wow. over yeah 
thing about the UTA campus is it's so open. Like, it's so exposed. Mm -hmm. Like, one time I went to Campus Edge, and um, I saw some guys that were smoking weed or something on the rooftop garage, the third floor. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. They said they were leaving soon. I was looking for a spot. Like, all the spots were good. They said they were leaving soon. So I was like, cool. I hung out there with them for a little bit. And they seemed like pretty, pretty chill guys, whatever. And they left. And then I parked there. And then when I came back to take my car, like, two of my tires had been slashed. Like, I wasn't sure if they were slashed, but it only makes sense. Like, usually when your tires are bad, like, I go into the car and it, it's like, okay, the pressure is low. But I went into the car and the pressure was zero. And it wasn't just like any tires. It was like the back left tire, the front right tires. So somebody did that. Somebody did that stuff on purpose. And I basically limped my car to the discount tires on Collins, Collins Street in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was like, that's like two, two miles, two, three miles. I don't know, two, three miles north. Yeah, I had to limp my car on the... <laughs> alternating two tires and somehow i made it there okay. and luckily my tires were insured so they fixed it for free oh look at you i would have limped over there too if i had insured. Yeah, I'm, I'm very i'm very paranoid when it comes to tires i always have my tires insured. very paranoid for some reason like i don't know like i tend to pick up nails on my tires a lot for some weird reason for, some reason, for me mm -hmm. I, Picking up nails and stuff, and then yeah, crazy. So get your ties insured, guys. Do that. Yeah, this kind of tire does it for like really cheap. I think it's like ten dollars. Yeah, it's even if even if you didn't buy them there, as long as they have that brand, they'll insure your tires. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, I just want to thank you guys for joining this podcast. Be aspiring, polymath here with me, Kiosha O'Shea. It is coming up on time for us to just about wrap it up. So I'd like to thank my guest, Kirsten, <laughs> and also the man himself, Kennedy, for having me to host and to lead you guys in some random conversation. And if you want to join in, make sure that y'all go ahead, leave your comments. Um on our Instagram page. Let us know how you feel about this episode or your ideas on okay. hunting, gutting, um, <laughs> everything. Leave your comments, the new year, and we'll love to hear from you guys and to see you guys on the next episode. Yeah, like and subscribe. All right. Thanks for coming on, guys. Don't forget to like, um, subscribe. Well, you can like on YouTube. You can't do it on Spotify, but subscribe or follow, share whatever you know the drill and um yeah see you guys or catch you guys next time whatever next time. Okay, bye. Or, by the way I'm, I'm gonna make this episode 6.6.2 i think that's what i'm gonna do or 6.5 i don't know whatever i feel like mm -hmm. i already started a precedent with the other one with 4.2 4 by the way, the reason why we're still here is we have a 10-minute grace period, apparently, that I did not know about. <laughs> I was looking at the time. I was like, it's 34 minutes. So I don't yeah. want it to cut off on us, and we didn't close out or anything. So woo. Yeah, it, it just popped up on my screen. Like, you have a 10-minute grace period before recording. It stopped automatically. Um, you can add one hour for $5. I am not going to be doing that today. <laughs> Oh, geez. So, thanks for coming on, guys, and uh, 
catch you later. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.